0: Amazing Me, Amazing You. Hi, everybody. Greetings from the south coast of Ireland and welcome to the Amazing Me, Amazing You podcast. I'm Steph. Today's podcast is the second in my boundaries series. Even though it's many, many years since I was first introduced to boundaries, my practice of creating and maintaining boundaries continues to be an ongoing learning experience. And I have found boundaries to be such an inclusive and expansive self-loving practice that today I'm going to share more of my experiences. When I originally couldn't figure out how to create a boundary, And recently, when I completely forgot to create a boundary, and then in between, when I have been practicing creating and upholding boundaries for me around meeting my own needs in different conversations and different behaviors in my relationships. So I remember feeling hugely frustrated in the midst of my studies. Because while I was learning the theory of boundaries and logically I understood the theory, I found the practice hugely challenging. And so the checklist I have created to help me create and uphold my boundaries, which I shared in the last podcast and which is available for you to have as your own checklist, was born out of necessity, as I just couldn't get my head around how to consistently practice creating them and upholding them and it still is a practice. So for a very long time from the moment I originally heard about and began to learn about boundaries I dipped in and out of creating either a healthy boundary that nourished my relationships and then the very next day I'd be creating an absolute farcical something that didn't at all look or sound or feel in any way like a boundary and did more harm to my relationships. And then that was why eventually I just had to sit down and ask myself, okay, what do I need to do for myself every single time I want to create a boundary? How do I prepare myself to create a boundary? And then what are the essential ingredients that I need that are going to make a boundary loving and healthy, clear and firm every single time I want to create one? And that's how my checklist came about. And when I began to use my checklist, I felt less frustrated because I could see that I had a pattern or a model for myself to just check in with myself. Okay, these are the things I need to do to help me have a loving, healthy boundary every time. And I still need to check it every now and then. And beginning to practice creating boundaries was a massive eye-opener for me because I only then began to realize how regularly I didn't speak up for myself and how regularly I didn't look after my needs and how often I didn't even know what my needs were. And even when I did know them, I didn't look after them because of my fear of what people would think of me Or my fear of being spoken about behind my back. Or my fear of not being liked by someone. And that is a lot of fear for someone who believed they were fearless. And for someone who believed they didn't care what people thought of them. And that is my truth. I genuinely believed I didn't care what others thought of me up to this point. And what I then learned was that I really cared that people thought I didn't care. So that's another whole podcast, but it was fascinating for me as I began to understand myself and get to know myself a little bit more every single day. And each boundary was a challenge in itself. What I was learning about myself was astonishing me. And I found creating a boundary took a huge amount of my headspace and energy and concentration Concentrating on bringing all my feelings back to myself rather than blaming others for making me feel upset or annoyed. As I had been happily pointing the finger for years, blaming other people for upsetting me, annoying me, or any of those uncomfortable feelings, I was happy to not call my own creation. And now, instead of pointing my finger, I was for the first time in my life sitting with my feelings. Asking myself, seriously, is this feeling of frustration or annoyance or irritation my creation? And despite my huge resistance and my huge preference to blame someone else for what I would have been calling my ratty feelings, I learned that every single feeling of mine is my creation. And I share more of this in my earlier feelings podcasts. But it was a life-changing understanding to appreciate that my feelings are my creation coming from me and 100% for me, calling me to take action for myself and create a boundary that meets my needs. All of a sudden, it felt like a wave of opportunities to create a boundary everywhere in every relationship and sometimes the wave felt just too constant. And I remember wishing regularly, could you not make this easier for me to somebody that I felt I needed to create a boundary with? And I just wanted them to read my mind or read my subtle hints or body language so that I didn't have to go through the whole palaver of creating another boundary because it was really, really challenging. So it took a huge amount of my energy and I remember even thinking, gee, people are so rude, they're forcing me to create a boundary here, which was obviously in the very early days of my practice and long before I had my checklist. But it was a hugely challenging practice. But the good news is, in my own experience, boundary making and upholding gets easier with every single practice. So while I found it frustratingly hard and time consuming at first, As it took up so much energy. I also noticed that with each new practice and then with my checklist I became more comfortable and more confident and more familiar with recognizing my needs and then at the same time I became more familiar with the language I needed to use in creating my boundaries and much more comfortable with using an I message in creating and upholding my boundaries. So boundaries became more fluent and comfortable for me with every single new practice. So one of my earliest experiences in creating a boundary and finding the whole experience bewilderingly challenging was almost 15 years ago. And it was during the first few weeks of the school summer holidays. So I remember the schools had closed for summer on the Friday and then the following week, early in the morning, my lovely neighbour had dropped in with her two kids, which was really lovely, except that this had happened on the Monday, the Tuesday and the Thursday of the very first week. And each day they had stayed for the whole day and that felt just too long for me. So they were so welcome to call around and I loved their company. But I definitely would have preferred if they had stayed for half the day. And I felt a knot in my stomach because this was only the very first week of the summer holidays. And I remember thinking and kind of dreading, oh no, this is going to be a long summer. Because I didn't want someone in my house all day, a few days every week. And because I had been learning about boundaries, I knew that, okay, I have an amazing opportunity here to meet my needs and create a boundary in order to meet my needs. But the practice was all so new for me that I also found myself putting it off and feeling hugely uncomfortable and kind of nervous anticipating it and wondering, okay, what's going to happen if I speak my truth? And am I going to insult my neighbor? Am I going to ruin our friendship? And I also remember Thinking, I just didn't have a good enough excuse to ask her to go home at lunchtime because I didn't have anything in particular that I needed to do in the afternoons other than just wanting to be at home with my kids in our own space. And I thought saying that would sound odd or rude. And I just realized how dependent I was on what other people thought of me. Even though I had been learning so much and I had understood the theory, I really had miles to go, and I still do, in comfortably practicing creating boundaries every single time my needs aren't met. And all my feelings at this time highlighted to me how I would really rather put up with something that didn't suit me than speak up and speak my truth. What's more, my neighbour and her kids had started coming in the side door of my house And this was another need that wasn't being met. So I generally opened our side door as soon as we were up and about in the morning so that the kids, my own kids, could run in and out of the house as they pleased and they wouldn't have to knock at the front door. So the side door was open, yes, but I hadn't anticipated my neighbour and her kids letting themselves in the side door without knocking first or without even calling out a hello. So the first morning this happened, I had been in the bathroom And I came down into the kitchen to see my neighbors already settling in for the day in my house. And I remember thinking, what the hell is happening? But I said nothing. And then I wondered, maybe she had called out hello and I just hadn't heard her, but I didn't ask her whether or not she had knocked or called out hello, because I actually think I just didn't know what I was going to say if she said she hadn't. So I just didn't say anything. And I just didn't know how to respond. If she had answered me, yes, she had called out her hello or no, she hadn't. Especially if she had said no, she hadn't. I wouldn't have known how to respond. So I was so out of tune with myself and so attached to being sweet to everyone and kind to everyone and welcoming to everyone that being nice to everyone was my priority. And looking after myself and having my own needs met was an alien practice. And what's more, I then felt further irritated when I saw her unpacking her bags without even checking, was it okay? And checking if it suited me. And yet, I still said nothing. And I remember wondering, okay, how long are they planning to stay? And again, I said nothing. So I honestly believe my neighbour was completely oblivious to how I felt because I I hadn't uttered a word. I had said nothing about my discomfort, finding her in the kitchen. I had said nothing about my own needs and I had only pretended everything was fine. And I think I said something like, you know, oh great, hi, great to see you. Even though I had all these other thoughts whirring around in my head. So I wasn't at all being authentic or real or honest with her. And I knew through what I'd learned that this was an ideal opportunity to create a boundary that met my needs, but it felt so incredibly difficult to speak my truth. Imagine that. Like, it's, it's fascinating. But at the same time, even though I knew, okay, I have an opportunity to create a boundary and I know it feels hugely uncomfortable, I also knew that if I didn't look after my own needs this time, I would only become resentful. And I'd be probably a simmering pot of irritation that would definitely ruin my relationship with my lovely neighbor. And it would probably have ruined the summer as well. So while I now have the boundaries checklist that I have created, I didn't at all at the time. I had no checklist for myself. And so my first reaction was to focus on my neighbor and blame her for making me feel uncomfortable. And my thoughts were full of judgment and there was zero taking any responsibility for myself and for how I felt and for meeting my own needs and taking responsibility for meeting my needs. All I could think was she's so rude and she doesn't even knock at the door or she doesn't even check if it suits me and I can't believe she takes up my whole day and I remember her saying to me, uh, she needed to get out of her own house or she'll go crazy. And I think I just smiled at her. But in my mind, I was thinking, what? You're going to drive me crazy in my own house now. So it really was a whirlwind of thoughts and reactions and frustration and irritation in my head. And still, I was more conscious of being pleasant than being authentic. And I also remember thinking, boundaries, she hasn't a clue what boundaries are. But of course, in hindsight, I wasn't even practicing boundaries myself and I had slipped back into that place of expecting her to know better than to stay all day and making her responsible for knowing that I wasn't happy with her letting herself in the side door and that she should have known that, of course, she can't stay the whole day. It didn't suit me. And I remember feeling cross that she was making me do the hard work of creating a boundary, which I now can see in hindsight, that's quite funny, but it is how I felt a lot of the time in the early days of creating a boundary for myself to meet my needs. I remember thinking often enough, would everyone stop giving me opportunities to create a boundary and just read my mind, please? So at the same time, this neighbor, this beautiful neighbor, regularly wandered around my kitchen and maybe not necessarily picking up my to-do lists or my receipts, but they'd glance at them. So she might look at any pieces of paper that were lying on the countertops and then just make a remark or make an inquiry. So she might say, oh, who got new shoes? Or why were you at the doctor's? Or that cost a lot of money. And it was about anything that was on the countertop. And I felt hugely irritated. And I felt my home and my privacy just gone, really. And I felt so annoyed thinking to myself, the cheek of her, does she not have any manners or does she not have any boundaries? And once again, my reaction was to think that she's so rude and she's so past remarkable and she makes me feel so uncomfortable and on edge in my home, and I'd never do that in her house. And all the while, again, I firmly believed that all my feelings and all my irritation and my resentment were not my doing, no way, not at all. I was being made feel all these very intense, upset feelings. And I believed my neighbor made me feel hugely irritated and stressed during each visit. And I remember really feeling convinced that, well, I am hardly upsetting myself. And I wondered, could this really be another opportunity to create a boundary for myself, to meet my needs of feeling comfortable in my own home? And as soon as I said that, sure, I knew that, oh yeah, I have a need here. I need to feel relaxed and comfortable in my own home. And I am responsible for meeting my needs. So yes, I will create a boundary. Now, there was also a part of me that just thought, oh, it was so much easier when I blamed someone else for making me feel upset. But mostly I knew that, okay, I have an opportunity here to practice what I've been learning and create a boundary. Now, at the same time, I had another opportunity. A great friend of mine regularly called to our house late in the evening when it was bedtime for our kids. And every time he called, he would knock on the door. And the bedtime was completely interrupted and delayed by at least an hour. And then the kids would get overtired and then bedtime was a nightmare. And yet my friend kept calling as if it was the best idea ever because he was oblivious to the interruption and the chaos that he left behind. Now my friend had no kids himself and really he had no idea whatsoever of what even a bedtime meant. and. I had never spoken with him about his evening calls. So whenever I heard the late night knock, now admittedly it might have only been half seven, but when it's bedtime for four small kids, 7.30 may as well be midnight. Anyway, whenever I heard the knock, I would throw my eyes up to heaven and I would think, Jeannie, he hasn't a clue. And yet I'd answer the door and I'd say something like, ah, you're unbelievable with your timing, come on in. So I would hint that his timing was off, but with a smile, and then I'd immediately add on, come on in. So I was giving him a completely mixed, confusing message. I wasn't at all being honest with him. And instead, I was hoping he'd pick up on how his calls were not good timing for me. But I spoke so casually and jokingly that he was completely oblivious. I was not owning my feelings, I was not taking responsibility for meeting my needs, I was not speaking my truth, and I was waiting for him to cop on, and I did not want to create a boundary for myself. Again, I was hugely reluctant to look after my own needs in case I insulted or upset or offended my friend. Anyway, I knew, okay, I have another opportunity to practice here. So for someone who thought boundaries were for other people and were for other challenging situations where relationships might have been in a lot of conflict, I was learning very fast that, oh, no, boundaries are for everyone and are definitely were for me and are for me and are part of healthy, loving relationships with my family and my friends. So my initial reaction to my needs not being met in all these situations was to point my finger and blame my neighbor or blame my friend for not knowing any better and for making me annoyed or putting me out. But I also knew that these were all brilliant opportunities to take full responsibility for my own happiness, for meeting my needs and create a boundary, practice creating a boundary that would meet my needs. Now, in order to create a healthy boundary, I firstly needed to take my attention off the person I was blaming, stop pointing my finger and bring my attention back to myself, asking myself, how am I feeling? Remembering that all my feelings are my creation. They are definitely not my neighbors or my friends. And always my feelings make sense for me. They are coming from me, they are for me, they are calling me to take action for myself, not against another. And also I needed to allow myself to feel all my feelings without judging or criticising myself and without judging or criticising my neighbour or my friend. So my first attempt at owning my feelings with my neighbour using an I message sounded something like, Well, I feel she's been totally inconsiderate and she's just looking after herself and she expects me and I just stopped mid-sentence because I realized straight away, oh, it's a you message wrapped up in an I message, which I speak about in earlier podcasts. So I knew I needed to start again and own my feelings, this time using I messages, purely I messages. So I sat with how I was feeling and then I came up with something like, okay, I'm feeling annoyed that my neighbor walks in without knocking. I feel, how am I going to spend my days totally out of my hands when I see her unpacking her bags before checking with me if it suits me? I feel too embarrassed to say anything and make a fuss because I wouldn't want her kids to feel they're not welcome and I don't want them to not like me. And then maybe it's not such a big deal, but I'm making a big deal. So I was full of judgment for myself and... I was feeling cross with myself for being unneighborly. And then I started giving out to myself that maybe I should be more welcoming. And again, I sat with all these feelings and thought, OK, put aside my worry and my fears about what they'll think of me and what the kids will think of me and what my neighbour would think, and to remove any shoulds and instead just feel my feelings. And finally, after lots of processing, I could see that what I needed was to be able to speak my truth around my needs in my home. And then, when I finally came to that realization, it seemed so simple and clear and easier for me to create the boundary I so needed. So what I find throughout all these years and still in my practice is that when i remove all the she or he statements and only use a real i my feelings become far more a far more accurate reflection of what's really coming up for me and really clarifies my needs for me so once i had my needs known to myself the next step was to create the boundary so My initial response to my neighbor was to avoid at all costs creating a boundary. Remember, now was very early days for me. And I was in the midst of learning about them, but I was finding speaking my truth and looking after meeting my needs so new and so enormously difficult that I was trying to do anything but create a boundary. So it is a bit laughable now, but at the time, the number of options I thought of included, I just thought, okay, one, i just suck it up, be a nice neighbor for the summer. And I was trying to rationalize this in my head that, you know, oh, my kids will be delighted. So as long as the kids are happy, I'm happy. But really, I wasn't going to be happy sitting in my own house and feeling stuck in my own house for the whole summer. So the next brainwave that I had was that I thought, okay, I will start locking the side door but I knew as well I didn't really want to start this because my own kids wouldn't have the freedom to run in and out if I locked the side door. I then even thought of getting spare keys cut and giving each of my small four kids their own side door keys just to avoid a boundary, which I know would have been bonkers and would have seriously been avoiding speaking up for myself, but I was that reluctant. And... I very reluctantly challenged myself to create a couple of boundaries that would meet my needs. One around arriving in the side door unannounced and the other going home earlier. And I was dreading it. I really was dreading it. So I practiced what I'd say repeatedly until I felt ready in myself. And then one morning, a few weeks later, when they arrived in the side door unannounced, I braved up and I spoke my truth. And I just said, "Hi, come on in." And then after a little while, I said, "You know what? I have a request to make of you. Will you please knock at the side door from now on and just wait for me to answer?" And she just looked at me and she said, "Oh yeah, no problem. I thought it was easier for me to come straight in in case you're in the middle of doing something, but I will of course." And that was that. No big fallout, no breakup, just a uh, no problem. I felt so relieved. I can still kind of feel that. I remember that feeling. It was enormous. And then later that morning, I created my next boundary. And I said, just around the lunchtime, I said, I'm going to relax with the kids for the afternoon. Thanks so much for calling around. And we might see you tomorrow or the next day. And they headed off saying thanks for a great morning and I had the afternoon to myself with my kids. I just couldn't believe it. I had felt so, so much dread in creating a boundary and now I felt elated that I had owned my feelings and I had expressed my feelings using an I. I had looked after my needs, I had spoken up for myself and taken action for myself and It was a wonderful feeling of self love. And with each new boundary that I created, it became faster and easier for me to identify how I was feeling, to own my feelings, identify my need, and speak my truth. Then one evening, a few days after this, my same neighbor called around, having knocked first. And I had a few candles lit in the kitchen. And she arrived in and just flicked on the overhead light. And before I would have thought, the cheek of her, she's turning on my lights in my house. And before I wouldn't have said a word, even though I would have been bristling with irritation, but I wouldn't have wanted to offend her. And I wouldn't have wanted to create an awkward feeling between us or sound picky. However, this time I simply said, oh, I have the light off intentionally. I'm enjoying the candles. And she promptly flicked the lights back off. And that was that. I never had to say it again. And then regarding my neighbour's habit of glancing over my to-do lists. Well, it was very early days in my practice then. So I avoided that one. I avoided speaking anything about that or saying a word about it. But I simply gathered all my papers into one corner of the kitchen counter and I plonked a plate on top of them. And that was that. And I thought, you know what, that's enough for now. I hadn't actually spoken up for myself, but I had taken action for myself and my needs were met. And as for my friend who called in at the kid's bedtime, I realised I had never honestly shared how I found his calls so disruptive. I had never even told him about bedtime because I didn't want to offend him and I didn't want him to feel not welcome. Again, here I was focusing on looking after my friend's needs rather than looking after my own needs. Anyway, one evening, after lots of rehearsing in my mind, what I'd say, I said, look, I love you coming around, but 7.30 is actually a tricky time for us because it's the middle of bedtime. So could you call earlier? And that was it. He started calling earlier in the evening. We didn't see him as often because the 7:30 time had suited him perfectly and the earlier time suited him less, but it was good. I felt I'd looked after myself and met my needs and so whenever he knocked now, when I heard the door knocking, I genuinely felt delighted to see him and thrilled that he had called in. So becoming comfortable, creating boundaries took me a long, long time. But it definitely became easier as I began to take responsibility for owning my feelings, identifying my needs and meeting my needs. And a huge thing was to recognize and embrace that I was responsible for my own happiness. But creating boundaries is certainly a lifelong practice for me. And only recently, a friend of mine was having a party in her house. And I arrived not knowing anyone and just began chatting with uh, an older gentleman who happened to be standing close by, who said hello to me. Anyway, I smiled and I said hello back. And he immediately began speaking about how the world has a lot of rotten people in it. And I felt a little taken aback at the immediate intensity and tone of his voice, thinking, Ooh, I don't really want to be listening to this, but I stayed listening. And within only a few minutes, he was sharing all his prejudices and he sounded so full of, I think, kind of hatred for a lot of the human race. I felt hugely uncomfortable and wondered, what do I do here? And I didn't want to be in the conversation. And yet I stayed and I continued to give him my attention, despite my really uneasy feeling. And he continued with how all people are evil, very evil. And the next moment, my friend arrived back and joined the conversation and the gentleman stopped his rant immediately. And I looked at him surprised that he had stopped mid rant and he just smiled. And I moved away and I didn't speak with him again for the evening. But his words of hate and prejudice stayed with me. I was I was kind of shocked, I was reading and I was still thinking about him the next day and I was judging him thinking what was that all about, what was he, you know that was shocking. Of course I was blaming him for making me feel all these shocked appalled feelings and of course in hindsight I could see that all these feelings of unease were my creation and had been calling me to take action for myself. But Instead, despite me practicing boundaries for years and recognizing and learning to recognize my needs, I had once again got stuck at pointing my finger at him and judging him instead of taking full responsibility for my feelings. And I was still upset the next day and the next day until I realized what had upset me the most. And it was that I hadn't looked after myself, I had stayed listening even though I felt seriously uncomfortable. I had stayed paying him attention not to create a fuss at my friend's party, even though I was feeling shocked by what he was saying. I hadn't taken a moment to check in with myself and ask myself, how can I look after myself here? In hindsight, the obvious answer was a clear, kind boundary for me. You know, nothing against the man, just 100% for me that my boundary would have been very simply to say something like, oh, I see the world so differently, excuse me, and just left the conversation. But instead, I was caught up again in my old conditioning and limiting social etiquette of, you know, being polite and not making a scene. And I abandoned myself. I was flabbergasted. That this experience was my experience after so many years of practicing, listening to my belly, to my gut intuition and practicing creating boundaries. So this is certainly a lifelong learning practice for me. And one last story for today that I remember in my early days of practice, when it would take me days to think of the right words to create a boundary, I was at a party in a friend's house and she had invited my family and two other families. And we were having so much fun, we had completely lost track of the time until my friend left her own kitchen where we were all chatting and parting and returned with her arms laden down with a pile of our coats, piled high, and just came back into the kitchen and she said, I have your coats for you here. And we all looked at her and Everyone just asked, oh, is the party over? And she said, yeah. And every one of us just said, well, fair enough. Thanks a million. That was a brilliant party because we'd been there hours already anyway. And for everyone, we all started putting on our coats and headed home. And I felt so grateful for her honesty. So she had needed us all to head home. And she looked after meeting our needs by bringing us our coats. I absolutely loved it. And I realised that evening that boundaries come in all sorts of shapes but always can come from a loving place of meeting our own needs without attacking or blaming another. Boundaries are all about meeting our needs in a way that is kind and loving and authentic. And her honesty and frankness that evening hugely encouraged me to commit to practicing creating boundaries in all my relationships. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I hope it inspires you to practice owning your feelings as your creation, identifying your needs, and then creating loving, healthy boundaries for you to meet your needs. I would love for you to share this podcast with others who you think might enjoy it and enjoy the message in today's podcast. Wishing you a beautiful day of self-love practice. Namaste.